0: Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. <clears throat> thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe the atmosphere is ready. Ah, We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Ah, Y'all ready? All right, all right, all right. Father God, I thank you, I thank you. The last time uh, the Lord had me up here, He led me to talk about Jonah and his rebellion and how it caused chaos in the lives of other people, the people around them. Today, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off, and we're going to focus on a specific behavior of Jonah. Um, You don't have to turn there, but in Jonah chapter one, the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh, but Jonah didn't want to go, so he went in the opposite direction direction. As a a result, we see in Jonah chapter one, verses four through six, it says, then the Lord hurled a violent wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose on the sea that the ship threatened to break apart. The sailors were afraid. Each cried out to their own God. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea to lighten the load. Meanwhile, Jonah Had gone down to the lowest part of the vessel and had stretched out and fallen into a deep sleep. The captain approached him and said, What are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call to your God. Maybe this God will consider us and we won't perish. So this morning, I want to focus on a passage of scripture that says, meanwhile, Jonah had gone down to the lowest part of the ship, and he stretched out, and he fell into a deep sleep. You see, the word meanwhile means at the same time. So it implies that at the same time the storm hit the boat, Jonah decided to go to sleep. At the same time, see, the Lord wants us to focus on the fact that Jonah was asleep. Amen. See, there's something about the fact that Jonah in his state of rebellion. He decided that he wasn't going to obey God. And he chose to go to sleep, regardless of God's attempt to get his attention. Think about it. You're on the sea. The storm comes in. The boat, the waves are crashing. The boat is rocking. And Jonah walks down while all this is going on. I know he had a hard time walking to the bottom because the boat was tossing him back and forth, but he still decided to go down into the boat, and he went to sleep at the same time. So what has God called you to do? Who has he called you to? How has he commanded you to live? And what areas of your life have you blatantly disobeyed God? See, the title of today's message is Sleeping at the Gate. Sleeping at the Gate. Turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 26 to wake up today. Matthew twenty six. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter twenty six, verse thirty six. And if if you need a Bible, there's there's, there's should be a Bible up on the chair in front of you. Matthew chapter twenty six. verse 36 through 45. When you have it, say amen. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Stay here and watch with me. Verse 39. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, everyone say nevertheless, Nevertheless. not as I will, amen, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Verse 43. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy this time. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Amen? So three times Jesus came back and found them sleeping. Not once, not twice, but three times times. You see, in the New Testament, being awake is a phrase used to describe being spiritually ready, most often for the return of Christ, but also ready to do what the Lord needs when he calls us. Amen? It entails a watchfulness and a way of paying attention to what is happening around us, to the needs of others, and to the direction of the Holy Spirit. We are meant to stay away and keep watch. Amen? Did anyone catch what the Holy Spirit was doing here this morning? We gonna come back to that. All right. So the double duty of watching and praying must go together. Prayer without watching is hypocrisy or an appearance of spirituality a form of godliness. Watching without prayer is presumption. Let me say that again. Prayer without watching is hypocrisy or an appearance of spirituality, a form of godliness. And watching without prayer is presumption. Prayer is one of the means which enables us to keep awake. And we just talked about what keeping awake it means, right? In other words, if you are not watching and praying, then you are asleep. Let me say that again. Prayer is one of the means which enables us to keep awake, to be alert, to be ready for the call of God, to see the move of the spirit. So if you're not watching and praying, then you are asleep. You don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm. You don't know which way the Lord is going. You can't even hear his voice clearly because you got so many things pulling you away. In verse 41, Jesus said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. To enter into temptation is to enter into an atmosphere of temptation it's more than being tempted see a lot of times we think that just being tempted is entering into temptation it's not that it's entering into an atmosphere it is to let temptation gain a foothold in your soul or your heart you see a ship is safe in the water as long as the water is not in the ship amen the soul can endure temptation if the temptation has not entered the soul or the heart. Remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So going back to verse 43. I might just die. So going back to verse 43, should I change mics? Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind the prince of the power of the air right now in the name of Jesus. We come against every spirit of opposition in the name of Jesus. Ah, I see you, I see you, all right. In verse 43, Jesus found them sleeping again. So we know that it says that their eyes were heavy. That means that their spirits were not strong enough to resist being lulled to sleep. Their spirits were not strong enough to resist being lulled to sleep. You ever see the, uh, a child who's strong spirited and when you try to put them to sleep, Oh, they fight it tooth and nail, head nodding all over the place, but they determined to stay awake. They fight it. This was the opposite for the disciples. They couldn't fight being lulled to sleep. It's interesting to note that all of this happened after the disciples partook of the Lord's communion. 1 Corinthians 11, 27, 30 states, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord Many are not aware spiritually what's going on. They sleep. In verse 45 of Matthew 26, Jesus comes back a, a third time and says, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of the enemy. Not only were the disciples sleeping, <clears throat> but they were resting. See, there's, there comes a the times when you sleep, but then there's a time when you have that restful sleep. Same thing happened to Jonah. He was resting in the midst of a storm. Resting in the midst of a storm. See, Jesus was telling them that the enemy is close, but because they were sleeping, they were unaware of the spiritual dangers that were preparing to attack them Matthew thirteen twenty five says but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way you see beloved the enemy is among us there's no doubt in my mind of this and his mission is not to entertain or play tag with us see a lot of times we just think we can just play with this thing We can just play with it. We can play with it. We can get back up, shake ourselves off, and just go on our way and come back and play with it again. The enemy's not playing. He ain't playing tag. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. You see, sometimes it is when it's too late that we start firing at the enemy. When his seed has already been planted and taken root in us. We start firing when the destruction has already been done. You see, if we decide to sleep so heavily that we cannot wake at the first tap, it means we are going into a deep, deep, deep sleep to the level that anything could happen to our spirit, and we will not even know. If our spirits can sleep that far, there's a problem. And we need divine deliverance from God. Amen? You guys getting this? See, 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 today. Today, today. Somebody say today. Today. Today is the day. Today is the day to be set free. Today is the day of deliverance. So enemy, I am serving you notice. Today is the day. Romans 13, 11 says, And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than we believe. Paul said that they were sleeping and had to wake up. The physical sleep is very bad. What about spiritual sleep? You see, sleep is a period of rest during which the sleeper loses awareness of his surroundings. So the danger in sleep is the loss of Awareness. The danger in sleep is the loss of awareness. A cousin to sleep is what medical people call a coma. Sadly, some of us are in a spiritual coma. Messages and prayer are not worth anything. They have no lasting effect. We may be at a church service, but would not hear what the preacher is saying. We're in a coma because we are already dead spiritually, even though we are alive physically. There's something about you. You know, when some people are asleep or in a spiritual coma, when they're comfortable in sin. No longer feel the need to repent and get things right. Talk about the walking dead. Everybody's worrying about the zombie apocalypse. It's happening right now. We got so many walking dead believers, it's not funny. Because our lifestyles is a testament to who we believe in. If we truly believe in God and are called by his name, then our lifestyles were reflected. We're living epistles read of men. If your epistle. Is similar to the other men reading it. Something's wrong. If we are comfortable with carnality and sin, something is wrong. Amen? When a person falls asleep, all his physical activity decreases. His muscles relax, and he could have a nightmare. Occasionally, a person sleepwalks. A person who is Sleepwalking can rise up, go to the kitchen, drink something, go back to bed, or drive a vehicle, return and park it, and even beat up or kill their spouse and continue to sleep without being aware of what they are doing or had done. Put that in the context of spiritually speaking. Today we are more exhausted and weighed down with the cares of this world more than ever before. Someone say distraction. distraction and our senses are numb spiritually. Someone say distraction. distraction. There's an urgent need to be watchful for the enemy will attack when we least expect. While righteous men sleep, the enemy does not. The Bible in first Peter five, eight tells us be sober, be vigilant for the devil, your adversary walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You see, evil lurks in every corner when the righteous people are weary. The disciples slept the sleep of weariness. And we see where it landed them. Not only was Peter sifted, but all of them were. Are you awake at the gate? Or are you sleeping? Are you watching? Or are you sleeping? Are you praying? Or are you playing? See, so we can church. We can church all day. We, man, I'll get to something about our culture. We, we, we know how to church. But is a church in you? Can your church, your pastor, your family... Your community, your country, count on you to pray and watch, or are your eyes heavy and weary? Isaiah 56 10 through 12 states <clears throat> Israel's watchmen are blind. All of them, they know nothing. All of them are mute dogs. They cannot bark. They dream, lie down, and love to sleep. These dogs have fierce appetites. They never have enough, and they are shepherds who have no discernment. All of them turn to their own way, every last one for his own gain. Come, let me get some wine. Let's guzzle some beer, and tomorrow will be like today, only better. Yeah, that's in the Bible, y'all. It's in the Bible. (laughs) I didn't make that up. Isaiah 56, 10 through 12. And it talks about God's people, the people of God. They're blind. They're blind. The watchmen of the people of God are blind. They know nothing. They don't know what's going on. They don't see what's happening spiritually. They know absolutely nothing. And all of them are mute dogs. They couldn't sound the alarm if the criminal came up and knocked them on the head. They're mute dogs. They cannot bark. All they do is dream. Dream about themselves. Dream about that new house. Dream about that car. Dreaming about money. Dreaming about their spouse. Dreaming about all this stuff. Not aware of what's happening around them. Not only do they dream, but these dogs have fierce appetites. All they want is more. Never satisfied, never content with anything. It's always more. Gimme, 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 gimme. It's always more. They, their total drive is to satisfy their desires and their flesh. And once they get it, it's never enough. You see, God is rebuking the watchmen for their carelessness for his people. This is definitely what a watchman is not supposed to be like. Watchmen are usually on high towers like walls. You see, in those days, the city would build a tall tower, a tall, uh, 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 as part of a wall that's around the entire city. And you see, the watchmen would be in the tower. And not only would they be in the tower, but they would watch. They would keep their eyes open to see what's happening around the city, around, see what's happening around that gate that they've been assigned to. You see, they would select certain individuals to set watch at the gate's entrance. And on the walls, what gates are you assigned to? If these watchers saw the enemy coming, they were to immediately sound an alarm to alert the people. You see, God likens the watchmen to shepherds in that passage of scripture, which would give us an indication that spiritual leaders are ministers or ministers of the gospel are watchmen. So if you are a believer, amen, then you are a minister of the gospel. In other words, we are all watchmen in some form or fashion. You see, we are witnesses of Jesus, witnesses of Jesus. The job of the watchman is to stand guard during his shift, not sleeping and not drinking strong wine. They are to keep a lookout for the enemy and come back and warn God's people of his plans. Does anyone see the enemy? Have you warned God's people? It's one thing to see the enemy. And it's another thing to be with the enemy. And it's another thing not to say anything about the enemy. You see, the watchmen are to cry aloud and sound the trumpets to alert the city of an invasion that may be coming afar off. This allows the warriors to come up with a strategy for its defense Against the enemy. Where are the intercessors? Where are the intercessors? Where are the intercessors? Where are the intercessors? intercessors? You see, we need the intercessors. It's the intercessors. Once the watchman sees the enemy and alerts the intercessors, they develop a strategy to combat the enemy while he's afar off, not wait until he gets in the camp. But you see, it's the intercessors that work with the watchman. Amen? So, where are the watchmen? See, the intercessors can't do their job without the watchmen. Where are the watchmen? Where are the watchmen? What did I just say a little bit earlier? That all of us who believe in God and are called according to his purpose, we are ministers of the gospel, we are the watchmen. sleeping at the gate. You see, certain individuals have been commissioned by God for a deeper consecration and revelation so that they can be watchmen over the body of Christ and see how the enemy is coming so they can report back to the body of Christ with a loud cry. They are responsible for helping to devise Successful attack methods. You see, the problem is the church of today has become a social club. We're so caught up in entertaining and being entertained and feeling nice that we forget that we are the army of the living God. We're supposed to be fighting and advancing the kingdom, we're supposed to be taking back territories, not just having events for the sake of having events. We're the army of the living God. Amen? Amen. You see, many people wait until the war is right in front of them to prepare. This is a good way to lose the battle. And you look at how many people are experiencing the same attacks of the enemy and losing the same battles over and over, and over again, because we are not watching and praying. We wait till the enemy has already breached the wall and is in our camp before we decide to do anything. By that time, there's too much collateral damage. There's too many casualties. Glory to God. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. You see, that's why God is calling for a high alert for the ministers and the leaders of the body of Christ. He is replacing lazy jellyback guards or watchmen and gatekeepers with shepherds and ministers after his own heart who can take shifts, but who won't sleep on their watch. And if you haven't seen anything else today and when you watch a lot of what's going on with the ministers in the world and so on and so forth there's so many things being revealed there's there's ministers just dropping dead in the pulpit god is replacing the watchman in this hour don't be replaced to take it to take it a step further many of us do not watch our own gates Our ear gate, our eye gate, the gate of our senses. We let any and everything in. And you see, the things that we let in contaminate our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so if we are not guarding those gates and we allow all this mess to come in, our hearts are getting contaminated. So in other words, the condition of your heart determines how you see and understand things. It governs how you interact with the world. If your heart is jacked up, then everything you do is impacted and jacked because out of the heart flows the issues of light. We watch and listen to just about anything. We are entertained by the things of this world. Saints, we are asleep at our very own gates, and the enemy has boldly come in and sown his seeds. We have entered into temptation. God have mercy. I said earlier, a ship is safe in the water as long as the water is not in the ship. The soul can endure temptation if temptation has not entered the soul or the heart. Remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If your heart is corrupt, so are you. So are we. Amen. You see, we need to be on high alert right now. And it's time out for foolishness and carnality. There's a changing of the guards that's taking place. It's going on right now. And God is choosing people who will be faithful and have his heart For his people. Saints, the body of Christ is under attack. The enemy is now amongst the saints, even this very morning. Goats are parading around in sheep's clothing. How did this happen? How did this happen? Because we fell asleep at the gate. Because we are not praying at our post. In conclusion, let me reiterate the words of Jesus to Peter. He said, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing. But the flesh is weak. Beloved, it's time to wake up. Everybody stand.